welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com, and thank you once again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or on our YouTube channel, Simply Enthusiacs, where all our video content resides. I'm your host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Goose. How are you, Goose? How are you? Good, and glad to have uh, the Black Dragon himself, Vernon, back. Howdy. And taking a night off from Hero Talk, we have uh, our own Greg. How are you, Greg? Where where am I? What is this point streak? It's, it's been so long. I think it's been Wait, nearly Jeff, 10 months. Jeff, is that you? Uh, yeah. Is Jeff? <laughs> oh, How are been... you doing, buddy? I'm I'm good. <laughs> we're just going to pretend we don't know one another outside the confines of <laughs> Yep, no. We we only talk on point streak. <laughs> uh well, um let's let's hit right up the top what everyone has been playing lately or in your case greg what you've been playing for the last year when we haven't had any contact what, what have you what have you been playing all right so for the last year uh, let me think what have i missed since my last, or the point last time i asked you anyway all right so uh i i tried to play mass effect andromeda mm-hmm. and then uh my playstation 4 uh crapped the bed uh, is, so, there, is there a connection there? Do you think, or did it just like you know indigestion or something? Or I don't know. I I, I you know it's it's done the same thing with uh, all that horror game that Jen loves uh, until dawn. Oh my god! So it did the same thing there. So I don't know. I think I think my PS4 was just just doesn't want to play ball. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up for uh, Xbox One because it's been on insane sale uh, because it's uh, because it's Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> So I was able to pick it up for a decent sale, but I haven't really played it too much. Uh, let's see. So before that, I had a pretty good five-month stretch where I didn't play anything on account of uh, the small human that was added to my household. Mm-hmm. And then previous to that, let's see, Telltale's Batman. I played through that. That was some fun. Hmm. I'm uh, keeping an eye out for that on the Steam sale at the moment, actually. I, I assume it's probably half reasonable. I haven't even yeah I haven't looked uh, I think it's on one of the uh, so PSN and and Xbox One are also having their big sales right now yeah because everybody copies Steam <laughs> and I want to say it's for, it's on sale at one of those but mm. it goes on sale pretty often um, PS4 has a ton of sales so I've seen it uh, I've seen it heavily discounted on on both of those platforms so cool. let's see what else have I played did I tell you I played Life is Strange uh you mentioned it at some point yes yeah okay well i'm sorry <laughs> i don't i don't know whether you liked it or anything but i do oh i did yeah I, I actually had quite a bit of fun with that i enjoyed life is strange and it, uh, uh let's i've been playing dishonored so that's a thing that i play nice uh X- xbox yeah xbox uh the xbox uh won the uh the definitive edition oh, that yes. came out yes that's right yeah yeah, so I was playing that. I did not think I was going to enjoy that game, but I actually have, have been having some fun with it. Cool, cool. So that's a pretty respectable list considering how, how very little I play games. It is, yeah. I mean, next time we have you on, uh, it'll be nothing, but uh, we'll, you'll get caught up eventually, I'm sure. So so proud of you, Greg. <laughs> how about you, Vernon? What's uh, been keeping you occupied? Um. Game writing wise. and watching <laughs> stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I really have been a terrible gamer as of late. Hmm. Well, tonight's tonight you make amends. So we'll, we'll <laughs> right. sort you out. 
Uh, and Goose, uh, don't let me down here. What have you been playing? <laughs> I've actually been jumping to the Wayback Machine. I've been playing a lot of uh, Chrono Trigger and um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm. Wow, wow. Th- those are two really good games. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go back to retro. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for myself, uh, I have been uh, playing uh, quite a number of indie titles I've been trying to get to on my uh, Steam list of shame. Uh, but most notably, uh, Downfall, the uh, the prequel to Cat Lady, uh, which was excellent. And uh, interestingly enough, a <laughs> another adventure game called The Shiva, which is uh, about a rabbi. And uh, if I say anything more than that, I'll be spoiling it, so... <laughs> So I won't. That but sounds hilarious. It, it's a dollar on Steam as we speak, and it's probably worth about a dollar fifty. Uh, but not not a bad game, just very modest, um, and about as uh, exciting as a game about a rabbi uh, w- would be. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm sort of uh, I, I'm trying to get my Steam list of shame down, and I, I figure I'll start with the low-hanging fruit, the, the sort of shorter games that I might be able to knock over in a few hours here and there. Um, yeah, so uh, by the next time we we do a point streak, I should have a couple more, hopefully, uh, completed. But then again, by then, uh, I probably will have bought a few more in the Steam sale. So, uh, you know, the, you giveth with one it hand all, and it all evens the out. other. Yeah, but well, by the time the Steam sale's over, I will have made no progress whatsoever in terms of getting the numbers down. But, you know, that's uh, just how it is. Uh, so let's get to the topic at hand. And uh, this is a topic that we've been meaning to get to for a while. Uh, Goose and Greg, you will remember that at the end of our Arkham discussion, which was about a year and a half ago, I think, our Arkham mm-hmm. series discussion, we were kind of musing about, you know, uh, other games that we'd sort of like to see get the Arkham treatment. Uh, and I thought, you know, we should really revisit the sort of superhero genre again um, because it's, I mean, it, and it's not simply, you know, limited to the action genre. There's uh, quite a number of games that I've sampled over the years that would fall in the broad category of a superhero game. But uh, I, I think it's fair to say that it's been a pretty mixed bag over the years. And as is often the case uh, when Greg and I are on a podcast, I will start off by uh, going way back <laughs> and uh, and lo- and looking at the bad old days of, uh, of superhero titles. I mean, Greg, I don't know about you, but I, I don't really have a lot of fond superhero video game memories that date back to the 80s and 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 90s there's some exceptions oh. in there but i mean god i i think you brought up what superman for the 2600 okay yeah so superman for the 2600 oh. and and that was about as bad as superman for the n64 so <laughs> really so you can see that you know the technology oh, really isn't a deciding factor in no. these games but no. Uh, to, to counter what you said, though, there there were a lot of games that came out in the NES era, in the 8-bit era, that were superhero games that were actually really, really good games. Okay, well, I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you because I, for myself, I mean, look, one one that I can remember in particular that was an absolute dud, and, and if anyone's if anyone knows this one, feel free to jump in, but it was Spider-Man Return of the Sinister, Sinister Six for the NES. Now... Back then, hmm. as a kid, I didn't recognize that the LGJN label on the bottom of the box should be enough to tell you to run screaming. Today, I know that. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, this was this was one of the worst NES games I had ever played, let alone superhero game. Spider-Man controlled like he had an inner ear infection. It was just awful. He, he just not 
not fun in any any way, shape, or form. So, as far as NES was concerned, or sort of that era, are there any ones that? Oh, okay, Batman. Batman. Yeah, yes. there you go. Batman. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Batman that, for the NES a is, is a that is yeah. a phenomenal yeah. game and had probably some of the best MIDI music that I have heard. Yeah, well, uh, from that era, it was on my uh, my article uh, top five uh, NES soundtracks actually. So I'm I'm kind of disappointed I didn't think of that sooner. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but honestly, that for me, that's about the only superhero one that I can think of of that era that that I didn't despise. Uh, so there was one. I'm uh, missing? There was another one I really enjoyed from the era. No, it wasn't a licensed game actually, so it wasn't you know it wasn't straight out of the comic books, but uh, it was called I believe Nightshade, and it was uh, you played as a, a superhero who was taking over trying to save a city after another superhero died, and you're dressed in like a trench coat with a uh, with a fedora on, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that game was a lot of fun. There was like a, it was like an adventure game and a, like use this on that, but then there would be you would have combat and you'd have almost like a, a mortal combat style, like side view yeah. uh, fighting. And so this was interesting. So what, how they handled uh, the extra life, sy- the extra life system is that every time your health dropped to zero, mm-hmm. you'd be placed in a death trap by, by the evil bad guy. <laughs> and so you would have to solve the death trap in order to escape and then get an extra life and, and it continue. Yeah. So sometimes you're like on a conveyor belt going towards like a spike press. Um, in one case, let's see, there was a bomb and you had to like, oh. it, you had to use a candle or something to to get away from it. Or there was there was a, a lot of these and like there were there were quite a few and they were really fun. There was one where you were there was a uh, there was a, this crushing device. You almost like in in the Star Wars garbage chute crusher. Yeah. And you had to like take two pipes <laughs> off the wall. And use them on each other to create one long length of pipe in order to stop it. <laughs> cool. Uh, and in, in one case, you had to give food to a squirrel, and then the squirrel would chew through your ropes and you'd escape. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, right. I so that I, I really enjoyed that game. That game was a lot of fun. It's kind of a cult classic, but it wouldn't be something most people would have heard of because it didn't it didn't have a a big name attached to it like uh like batman no no and i guess the the batman game had the uh the benefit of having the big you know uh keaton batman movie right in fact i think the opening screen is is basically the key you know the keaton yeah. batman there uh although a lot of the rest of the game varies quite a bit from the, the movie <laughs> as i recall um yeah i i I, I, you know, when I jump ahead, if if you ask me what was the first like superhero sort of themed game that I actually really liked that made an impression on me, and I don't know whether you guys were that much into the arcade, but there was a six-player cabinet Konami X-Men beat 'em up game, like like Double Dragon style game. Back oh in yeah, the day. yeah, that was based on the uh, the 1989 cartoon that mm-hmm. never actually got off the ground. Yeah. But what I specifically remember about that cartoon is for reasons that I don't 100% understand, Wolverine was given a super thick Australian accent. <laughs> did, he, did, did he have it in the game, too? <laughs> uh, he I, he didn't say much in the game, but he said it with the accent. But it was like this really – I just remember just it was it was based completely off of that series, and that's where yeah. we got the X-Men Saves the Day theme song that some people might remember. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that series didn't take off, and it was instead replaced a, about a year later with the far superior yeah, X Men animated series that we, that we all came. Yeah. But that yeah, cabinet but... was like, I mean, I'd never seen a six player cabinet in my life, and it 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 just was such a fun game. You know, is uh, it was one of six different X Men, and I and 
I, I won't remember the six that there were, but it was uh, great fun, uh, really colorful. It, it, it shared, I think it shared some DNA with, with possibly Turtles in Time. I don't know if I've got that right, but I remember. I mean, they all kind of looked the same back then. Yeah. By the way, now that you've challenged me, uh, Wolverine, Colossus, (laughs) Colossus. Nightcrawler, uh, Dazzler, I believe. Storm. How many is that? Four. Wow, you never hear Dazzler. No. Yeah. Well, Dazzler was a main part of the show, but she disappeared. Uh, In favor of Jubilee. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So. uh, maybe Storm. Yeah, I think and... I think I can vaguely remember Storm. Cyclops. Cyclops. Was Rogue yeah. one of them? No, no. no. Okay, I'm no. thinking of another X Men game. It's probably on the Sega Genesis then. Possibly, yeah. So the but that together with a few years later, uh, the X Men Children of the Atom fighting game, which was you know basically a street you know Street Fighter turned uh, X Men, that was awesome. Um. That, those were probably the first two that made a really big impression on me. I, I was, uh, I, I up, you know, from that point on until basically Arkham came out, I don't remember ever even being tempted to buy a superhero game. And I don't know whether wow. that was just my bias or the fact that there just weren't very many good ones in the middle. But like, uh, I mean, Greg, for you, are, are there any other ones in that sort of pre-Arkham era that I'm missing that that would yes. have been actually decent? Worth yes, mentioning. there are many of them. All right, so there was Batman from the NES. Uh, mm-hmm. For uh, the Super NES, Batman Returns is probably my favorite game of that generation. Hmm. Uh, it was kind of it was based loosely on the movie. Actually, it was it was fairly relatively uh, accurate to the movie, but other than the fact that it was just constantly walking around and beating up clowns, but there was some scenes that played out exactly like the movie did. Um, so that one was, was a whole lot of fun. I'm trying to think if there's any other specifically from that generation for SNES. Yeah. Uh, it was a, yeah, there was a couple of side scroller fighters that really kind of tried to be like, like double dragon and they just couldn't do it hmm. there. Were, I remember there was a, um, Spider-Man maximum carnage. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what I've heard of that one. Yeah. Came yeah. with a bright red cartridge. Uh, what was nice about that one is you could play as venom. So it was Spider-Man and Venom were the player characters, and oh, then okay. you, you would be battling all these other people and, and battling the uh, the different symbiotes. But I really wanted to be able to play as Venom, so that was kind of nice. Cool, cool. Uh, yes. Going into the next generation, uh, so then you had, uh, there was a Spider-Man game. I think it was just called Spider-Man. came out N64, PS1, and that game was a lot of fun. And it, it really sort of paved the way for a lot a lot of what the modern Spider-Man games did. It was it was really the the front runner. I had it had voice acting, so it was kind of you know the game starts and Stanley is like, hey there, true believers. Yes, and, I loved that game. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and that, that was there was a lot of fun parts in that game, uh, and then there was a lot of replayability because you you could unlock different Spider-Man suits and each suit mm-hmm. had different powers to it. Uh, so that was a that was a good game. It had a sequel that was not as good. Uh, I think it was uh, the Rise of Electro or the Revenge of Electro or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Rise of Rise of Electro. It wasn't Rise. as good. Is it possible it was, is, that that game was also on PlayStation at the same time that it was on? Yeah, I said PS One and N sixty four. Oh right, okay. Uh, you know, now that you mention it, it was actually on Dreamcast as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it probably would have been. It was in the same era, but you know, poor Dreamcast. If we could just have a moment yeah. for the Dreamcast. All right, so moving on, PlayStation 2 era. So then you had the Spider-Man movie tie-in games. The first one was okay, but I still had a lot of fun with it. The the big the big uh, the hook of the first game 
-hmm. is once you beat the game, then you can go back and replay all the levels as um, as Harry Osborn's kid. Uh, no, Harry Osborn was the kid. Norman Osborn's kid, Harry. And you could in it. They played it in sort of a different way. Is that now there was a different Green Goblin coming out, and so Harry Osborn took up the mantle of the Green Goblin to try to find out who the new guy was, and so you got to play through all the levels as the Green Goblin on the glider, gliding around and doing stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was a whole different way to play it, which was that was that was the biggest part of that, and it also had a lot of good stealth locations, um, which was which was fun. Uh, then the, the sequel to that for the Spider-Man Two tie-in game, many people consider to be probably the best Spider-Man game that's ever been released. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, then Spider-Man Three came out, and Spider-Man Three was so heavy <laughs> with quick time events that I just couldn't finish that game, yeah. even though. Even though I got to wear the black suit finally, which is what I want to wear in every Spider-Man game I play, uh, I just all all the quick time events, and it's one of those things where at, when you get the boss down to the low levels and then you fail a quick time event and then he gets like a quarter of his health back and you gotta keep. And I just got so frustrated I couldn't play it. That was so irritating. Um, and then let's see. So that brought us to the PS2 era, and then for PS3 and Xbox 360, we obviously had. Arkham, and then that that released the torrent. But there was there was some good games. There was a I want to say there was an Incredible Hulk game called Hulk Ultimate Destruction for the Xbox and PS2, yes. and that was a that was a really a really good game. Um, any other good games that came out in there? A lot of people um, like Ultimate Spider Man. I was just about to say, I, as an honorable mention, I really liked uh, the Ultimate Spider Man game. Yeah, I I very much like that one too. Um, but the, I think my biggest issue with that, and the fact that this is my biggest issue with it, is probably a glowing praise. But you, in order to unlock the black suit Spider-Man, you had to basically hundred percent the game. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I happen to feel that black suit Spider-Man is something that shouldn't take all that much time to get into. But I, I really liked the game. I think it was called uh, Web of Shadows, the Spider-Man Web of Shadows, which came out last yeah. gen. Yeah, and in that one, it was a click of the button, and you would just switch suits, which I really appreciated. Hmm. Goose, any uh, honorable mentions for you for games in sort of the pre-PS3 uh, era, like going back to as far as your his personal history is concerned? All right, we got to go back to the Genesis for this one. Hmm. But um, but um, Comic Zone was a game oh, yeah. that it wasn't necessarily like the best game ever, but it was one of the first games I remember playing where depending on how fast you beat the end boss would determine what kind of ending you actually got. I had noticed that before in a game that I had played, so it just sort of kind of stuck with me. Hmm. The game the game itself was basically your average beat-em-up, but that one aspect made it really stick in my mind. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, I... Uh... I, I'm I'm glad that uh, I had some people who were a little more uh, enthusiastic uh, <laughs> for the games back in the day than I was because my you know like I said my personal history with them was pretty mixed uh, but yeah it does sound like I've missed out on quite a few. Well, there's but, one I need to mention, Jeff. I got sure. I got to jump in. Uh, it didn't really occur to me because you know we were, we were so much thinking of I was thinking consoles and especially thinking licensed properties, but mm -hmm. uh, the MMO City of Heroes came out, yeah. uh, and that would have been what 2004 that came out in. Yeah. So that kind of predated Arkham, and that was uh, out of all the MMOs I've ever played, that's the only one I ever stuck with for more than maybe a month. Hmm. And 
I, I got a very unceremonious cancellation, unfortunately, but yeah. uh, that was a very good and very noteworthy superhero game that yeah. was pre-Arkham. Well, that's a uh, a nice sort of segue to the next question I was going to ask you you guys, and I, and I will start with you, Greg, is uh, I think probably in the minds of most people when they think of genres for superhero games, the, the, the first thing they think of is uh, is action or action-adventure, but... Uh, what would be your what would be your favorite superhero titles? Do they fall neatly into action adventure, or I mean, you just mentioned City of Heroes and MMO, which is something that you know uh, doesn't come to mind right away. But are, are there any uh, any genres of superhero games that are your f- favorite genres of well, games that that are the, your favorites? Well, I mean, action adventure sort of it, it covers a lot of what superheroes do, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, I did like City of Heroes, but then there's there were two other very prominent MMOs for the superheroes. One was uh, Champions Online, and mm-hmm. the other was yeah. DC Universe Online. Yeah. And I didn't care much for either one of those, to to be perfectly honest. I I had accounts and played both of those for several months, and I j- I just never really quite got into it. Now maybe part of that was because I devoted so much of my time to City of Heroes, I didn't really appreciate having to start from scratch again. And yeah. even though there were some some aspects of both of those games that were objectively better, they just didn't quite have the same magic that City of Heroes had. And yeah. so, it, despite the fact that I immediately think of City of Heroes, well, not immediately, it took me a while, but I got there. <laughs> but despite the fact that City of Heroes comes up, I don't really think MMO. I, th- I mean, action RPG is most of them. As much as I enjoy, even when Telltale comes out with a Batman game, which I think is almost almost the perfect way to do batman yeah i would say i would like some sort of strange rock steady telltale amalgamation where when it's time for batman to fight i don't have the silly prompts on the screen i can go play <laughs> arkham style yeah but yeah. then when when it's time for batman to talk to somebody i maybe feel like i can be a little bit more involved telltale style than yeah. just kind of standing by passively like a goon and waiting for Batman to stop talking so that I can start driving the Batmobile again. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think Greg just the... created the perfect comic book game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly. I think that's one of the reasons that I like the Arkham series so much is that despite the fact that it was, you know, an action in, in game mostly, it also managed to get the stealth mm-hmm. what, right, you know, particularly those uh, sort of rooms where you can't get detected, you know, you can't get detected type rooms. I, what, what would you what did they call those? Um, predators. Predator, predator rooms. Room. Yeah, predator I love encounters. the predator rooms, predator encounters. And uh, increasingly, particularly from city onwards, the sort of detective stuff, mm-hmm. the, the, the problem solving with the detective mode as well. Um, oh, yeah. the, fa- the fact that it was able to blend all three of those things w- was just great uh, because, you know, all those essential elements of Batman are covered in one place. Too bad we couldn't get, you know, a little telltale action in there <laughs> as well. It, it might have yeah. been the perfect game for you. Uh, Vernon, for you, is it mostly an, an action sort of genre as well or are there any, any other sort of uh, superhero genre games that uh, grab your attention as well? Pretty much action. Um, although I do like the kind of uh, the role-playing aspect of it. So, for example, um, X-Men Legends and X-Men Legends 2, um, oh, and yeah. later on, the uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, which I like a lot less oh, than yeah. the X-Men, because I know it's a rip-off, and they won't just make a third X-Men Legends uh, game. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like that, uh, that role-playing aspect where your, your character levels up, but you can also switch 
in the middle of a battle on the fly um, mm-hmm. to a different character of the of the four that you brought with you. So I, I liked I like that. I like that aspect. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's my thing. Those were um, great multiplayer games too. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that that's a good point. I, I I think a good superhero game really often lends itself to great co-op. You know, Ar- Arkham being a great superhero. Uh, you know, like one player game. Although I think I think there are some. Can you play multiplayer uh, for some of the like? Beat 'em up modes or challenge modes or something in our in the later I, you can't games? play you can't play a multiplayer for the beat 'em up modes. There was uh, Arkham Origins had uh, oh. multiplayer servers where there was like four people would play as as thugs from one side, four people play as thugs from the other side, and then there would be a Batman and a Robin. Uh, okay. So you had that. Although those are have closed, I think last year sometime, yeah. so you can't play those anymore. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, a bit of a, a bit of a departure for the series. It kind of not surprises, doesn't surprise me that much that they've closed. But uh, yeah, they were uh, actually really fun. There were a lot of people still playing them. Huh. Goose, uh, any other any superhero genres we haven't mentioned uh, stick out for you? No, not really. The action adventure seems to be the bread and butter when it comes to superhero games. In fact, in some cases, you actually find that they do a better job. Than some of the movies do. One example that comes to mind is um, X Men Origins Wolverine. The movie oh, yeah. was the yeah. movie was an absolute pile of trash, but the game was incredibly good. The game was amazing. Hmm. Although I couldn't beat Gambit. In fact, my problem with it, I actually, I actually experienced it in reverse. I played the game first, so I was expecting the movie to be somewhat like that, and that was it, like doubled the disappointment. That's sad. <laughs> That's too bad. I, I actually, as I, as I mentioned before, I having played um, Children of the Atom years ago, I, I grew pretty fond of the uh, of the Street Fighter and Capcom tie-ins. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is one of my favorite fighting games. And I don't have any of you tried the Injustice series. I, I, I a lot of people do seem to like them. Uh, and I I would never have thought DC characters would have lended themselves to a Mortal Kombat style game, but I I hear well, I, good, good things about them. I enjoyed it. I, I haven't played it, but I did play the, the DC versus Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I kind of felt like I had maybe seen that show before and it didn't uh, okay. turn out all that right. So I hear it, it the, in in Injustice, they really sort of got it right. But when they were still trying to mix the two genres together, yeah, and, and it just it just didn't feel right, especially when they PG-13'd the game. Yeah, it doesn't... It's, these, <laughs> these, these specific superheroes PG-13. don't work with <laughs> Mortal Kombat characters. It, and it's exactly what Greg just said. It's a it's a PG-13 thing. Um, I didn't I didn't like the story. I didn't like, uh, you know, the, the fact that it was like... It was just so, like... It was it was just like they put kid gloves on throughout the entire thing. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, so you're expecting me to just kind of like not expect to rip someone's heads off in a Mortal Kombat style yeah, yeah. game. Um, but Injustice, when it's just the heroes and not um, and not like heroes and like the, you know, the Mortal Kombat characters, I think it works a lot better, although I do. I, I, I know it's the Mortal Kombat style, so I kind of want to have fatalities. <laughs> You mean heroic brutalities? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they called them in, in the DC versus MK: heroic oh brutality. DC. Come Even on. though, like, some of it was like Superman flew the guy up and then rammed his head into the ground, and his body's just sticking out of the ground. I'm like, that 
that kind of seems fatality-ish to me. Not very heroic right? now that I think of yeah. it either. <laughs> well, a, a question that came to mind uh, when I was talking to Jen about this, because at one point she was going to be joining us on the, on the podcast. Um, do you think it's necessary? I'll start with you, Greg. Do you think it's necessary to be a fan of the comics or cartoon properties? Uh, I, I We won't. We'll leave the movies aside for the moment, but do you think it's necessary to be a fan in order to appreciate video games with superheroes in them, or is it a... No, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I think I think people could be introduced to Batman via Arkham Asylum, and it would be all right. I mean, there's, there's some inside winky nod nods in there, and I get that, but... Mm-hmm. I, for the most part, I mean, everything you need to know is kind of laid out. Like, you don't need to know too much more about Batman than you would need to know about Nathan Drake when he showed up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, do, you, do you feel the same way, Vernon? Like, I know, I know obviously, you are a, uh, a comic book guy and have been on and off, but it, does that, does it, do you think it allows you to appreciate it on any greater level than anyone else? Do you think, do you, do you think it's ever been a gateway for someone to the comics? That's another thing that sort of occurred to me that, I, I wonder. Be. I wonder whether I've would have read as many comics as I did if I didn't get into playing some of those games back in the day. Well, actually, the the when I was a kid, I used to play Street Fighter, and I wasn't as big into superheroes at that point. Um, but then I played Marvel vs. Capcom, and mm-hmm. those and the, you know those arcade games like at laundromats or Chinese restaurants for whatever reason um, were <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what their thought process was there, but. Um, yeah, so it was it was a it was a thing where like you know I would play as like Spider Man or Captain America, and then I wanted to know more. Um, but I didn't necessarily need to know like you know Uncle Ben was killed and great power comes great responsibility in order to enjoy that particular game. <laughs> yeah. Now, one that I will bring up as I was I was never a fan of Fantastic Four, but there was a Fantastic Four game on the PlayStation that came out in '97 that was a beat 'em up. Um, that reminded me of like, I, cause I, along with street fighter, I would play streets of rage and it has oh, yes. some elements of that in it. Um, so like the fantastic four and for some reason, she Hulk, um, were like transported from place to place and they would, they would fight. Um, and you could play up to four players if you bought that special adapter and have all the fantastic four on screen at the same time. But so she Hulk um, was in the fantastic four. Yeah. Didn't she replace like Grim Ben Grimm for a little while there? Is yes, that, she well, did. Yeah. Ben yeah. Grimm was in the game. Oh, but... Well, I think they were trying to appeal to fans who might've been the fan of the, uh, she Hulk era. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, so I, I wasn't a fan of the Fantastic Four. I, I'm still not. But nobody that is. was an nobody, awesome. Literally, game. nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> we know Goose is a huge Fantastic Four fan. <laughs> Don't put that label on me. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, it may be a gateway to the comics. Um, if you if you're really interested in looking it up, um, there's. I'm assuming there's a there's plenty of history behind say Mega Man, which I consider to be a superhero game, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know Mega Man X, and that, that has like a you know a large backstory to it apparently. Yeah. Um, so you know it got me looking into it, and there's a TV show and, and everything. So it's you know it's it's it depends on like who you are, but like you know I didn't need to go into Mega Man X with a huge knowledge of the story. It actually in the first couple of minutes of the game there's just a wall of text that basically explains what happened you know to 
to lead the, to the creation of Mega Man X and, you know, where, uh, you know, where he came from and, you know, what's going on and everything like that. So you just jump right into the game. Um, so it, it just it depends. But like, I personally don't think that you need a, a huge background in whatever it is to enjoy the game. If it's a good game, people will enjoy it. Apart from the uh, aforementioned god awful Wolverine uh, movie, Goose, is uh, any any other uh, games led you to seek out the movie properties or the comic properties that you can think of? Actually, yeah, Goose is going back a ways, but in fact, I was actually introduced to Batman through the NES game. That was the first experience I ever had had with the character of Batman. So huh. to me, that's always what I think of when I think of Batman, and that's actually why I had a very very large bias toward um dc against marvel for many years as well you should <laughs> i guess we know where greg's allegiances are yeah. like like that was ever in doubt <laughs> if we ever had any incidentally doubt, really. which uh not to get off topic but which comic book company own uh, ju- uh i almost said i almost said judge greg again which <laughs> who uh, owns you greg who owns judge dread or is it an independent uh, uh judge dread is independent but it did have a marvel run at one point okay. i believe right. but the marvel run was independent of the regular 2080 comic actually i suppose it would be a good time to ask have there ever been any uh judge dread video games of note yes we don't want to talk about them we don't <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I, <laughs> I, I think we can interpret that, uh, dear listeners. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've played them both, and for reasons that I just don't understand, I rebought them again on Steam <laughs> during one of the summer sales. But yeah, they weren't they weren't very good games, not, not unfortunately. Good. Um, <laughs> I wanted to. It came up briefly earlier, but I wanted to at least talk about tie-in games, uh, movie tie-ins in particular. Um. Now, again, I might be personally biased, but generally speaking, when I think movie tie-in games for video for for um, for superhero type films, I usually think quality control problem or cash grab, etc., etc. Vernon, I can remember still to this day the frustration with what you described a awful iron man tie-in game that i think you were playing on a mobile app possibly <laughs> oh the tablet right? game it was yeah it was iron man 3 oh, um God. and thank you for reminding me about this this was terrible um <laughs> and they, they didn't even have the have like the i guess the, they didn't put the budget in or the time or the effort to make an actual console game so they put the darn thing on a tablet <laughs> and it's basically just you move the tablet from left or right to steer where he goes and then like there's a tapping function where that makes him fire and that didn't work properly and I, I ugh, it was so frustrating. That sounds and amazing. You, you were <laughs> you basically but see here's the thing you don't level up because it resets after every level so you have to keep either purchasing stuff which was a big big thing it was big on microtransactions um, you had to keep purchasing. You had to use your money to purchase money in the game to buy upgrades that didn't last at all. Um, And so, yeah, you would just be buying stuff for nothing that didn't really last long. So what was the point? Uh, Yeah, I mean, and uh, that must you must have felt the same as Goose and Greg did the first two times they recorded the Iron Man three hero talk, actually. Oh, my (laughs) my goodness. Every, Every bit is frustrating an experience by the sound of it. Uh, anyway, I, 
I don't know. I, I have that personal bias, and I know that there's a lot of gamers that, you know, the moment they think movie tie-in for a superhero, you know, cat grab crappy. Is that unfair, Greg? Like, Nope, nope, that's unfair? completely fair. Uh, the fact that the X-Men Origins Wolverine game was good was a wild departure from the norm. <laughs> I mean, I can sit here it and list like you. like a fluke. Yeah. I can list you the terrible ones. Green Lantern, Thor, Batman Begins. I, I mean, they, Captain America. Captain just, America, so the Fantastic Four. That seems to be what they um, have in common, generally. The, the problem is, is that you are on a very, very fixed schedule. You have to come out when the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. And so you have... And, and your budget is limited because right off the bat, even though you've been commissioned to do this game, you have to pay licensing fees. Yeah. So... I mean, right there, you, your your budget took a kick in the shins, and your your clock is unforgiving. So you get a lot of these games. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if you're lucky, you you already have an engine sort of built, and then you're able to just kind of apply it with with a fresh coat of paint for the property tie-in, which is what they did with Spider-Man, and that helped them out immensely because they sort of already had a base game. Mm-hmm. They just had to make it movie like. Um, they did the same thing with the Incredible Hulk movie. They they already had Hulk Ultimate Destruction, so they just sort of put a fresh coat of paint on it and tried to make it similar to the movie. Now, in that case, it didn't work out as well. Because <laughs> uh, the movie sucked. <laughs> well, the movie was terrible, and so the game uh, somehow the game had less charm on the, the Xbox 360 generation than it, than Hulk Ultimate Destruction did on Xbox. Now, is this the Ang Lee Hulk? That, uh... Uh, no, it was the uh, Ed Norton Hulk. Oh, the incredible okay. Hulk. Edward Norton. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I still can't believe Ang Lee and Hulk are a thing that happened. <laughs> I, I have done a very good job of putting that movie out of my consciousness, and let's not bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, these tie-ins were, were terrible. And so, you know, when you have your... Even Batman Returns, I praise Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo, but mm. Batman Returns for the Genesis was kind of an unplayable mess. Mm. And let's not even try to discuss Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <laughs> hey, yeah. Batman and Robin was a treasure. You no. Should, <laughs> you should chill oh. out and criticize in that game. Yeah, the, uh, those those were just... Those are some terrible games uh, that I own, by the way, just in case you, you were wondering, did he really play those? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. I, I, I currently... Yeah, I currently actually own Batman and Robin for the PlayStation, and uh, I owned Batman Forever. I had that on PC, actually. Um, Then there was a separate Batman Forever the arcade game on PC, which was kind of like a Double Dragon-style shoot-em-up. Which was, it was was a, a crazy game. You kept, like, earning all these points for hitting enemies, and then when you hit a certain level, Batman would jump up in the air and, like... This giant bat symbol would show up on the screen, and then all the enemies would die, and then Robin did it. Just like in the comics. Yeah. If Robin did it, then it would be just a giant bird symbol, which looked even less cool. But Uh... those those were things that happened. But yeah, Batman Forever, I remember, was really, really trying to be Mortal Kombat, and it looked... It was, and it also it was a cartridge game. I had it for I want to say it was N sixty four or was it? I think it was Super Nintendo era. It's still Super Nintendo cartridge game. And it was the first cartridge game I had ever heard of that had load times. Jeez, really? Yeah. How is yeah. that even possible? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and let's not forget the rise of Sinzu. Oh, oh the no. rise of Sinzu was that wasn't terrible. I mean, it was a lot better than Batman Vengeance, which was. 
which was oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I would I would have said Batman Vengeance was the worst Batman game I'd ever played. Had Batman Dark Tomorrow not been a thing. Oh God, Batman Dark Tomorrow is is. I mean, it's it's probably the worst superhero game ever. And yes, I I remember Aquaman: Battle for Atlantis and <laughs> Superman '64. I still think Dark Tomorrow has an itch. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree something. with you on that one. So I, I guess an, another question that sort of comes to mind is it, it seems like, and again, I, that this might be my me, me just you know not quite having it quite accurate, but it seems to me that in recent years the the expected movie tie-in games are not happening, and I don't know whether that's because people in the gaming companies have realized that customers know that they're cynical and aren't going to touch them, and they've all been disasters and don't want to waste their money, or you know, or or where, whether they just don't think that they would work for these particular movies. But am I the only one that's surprised that they're not having another kick at the can? Like Marvel is doing really well with their movies right now. You would think at some point they'd be really tempted to go back to the well and just like try try one, you know. But it's not happening. Like, is it is it just that they've all been so bad that they know <laughs> that no one's going to buy them, or well, are I, there I, missed I opportunities here? They have to be losing money, right? Because I guess, business yeah. got a business. Just yeah. to use Nick's phrase, there, uh, if they were making money, they would keep pumping them out, and they were doing it well into the 360 era. Yeah, and and uh, like and in the stopped. last couple of years, they just sort of stopped and. It's it's got to be somebody ran the numbers and said, listen, we're not we're just not making money off these things. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. The the last ones that I remember were for the Amazing Spider-Man and Ma- Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man. It wasn't really anything new, and it certainly was not as good as Spider-Man Two for the PS2. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I, I think that ultimately when they start scheduling out these movies, if they wanted to, they could start scheduling out these games um, because they know that these that these movies are coming. So why not? But yeah, I think I think it may be a number crunching thing and just like, well, they're losing money. No one's I'm buying. Not, I'm not missing them, by the way, nor nor am I hoping that they go back to the, the well. I, I'm I'm hoping that the uh, the current trend of taking these games more seriously and working on them. It holds. Ar- Arkham was a great step in the right direction, and I think when Goose and Vern, uh, Goose and uh, Greg and I spoke about it, we were, you know, hopeful that someone would take this mantle up. And uh, which brings us to uh, the present day and the recent uh, reveal. Uh, we haven't really, we hadn't really seen much of the Spider-Man game previously, but I think what had everyone excited at E3 this year was that we saw a lot of gameplay. We saw Spider-Man approaching a, a group of bad guys, Arkham style, you know, guys with masks and guns. And we saw him using very Spider-Man-y techniques for taking them out. I mean, mm-hmm. am I am I the only one who just saw that whole sequence and was just like, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly what I would have expected a Spider-Man game to be like for the purpose, you know, for the purposes of Spider-Man versus thugs. This This is just spot on, like... Uh, I mean, Greg, what you you were obviously pretty hopeful. What what's got you most excited about that Spider-Man game? Well, as as somebody who loves the Arkham series, hmm. uh, just to see so many shades of Arkham, I I have in jest referred to that game as Spider-Man Arkham Knight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because there was there was so much Arkham to it. However, as as I've pointed out previously, uh, there's been a lot of games that have tried to copy the the Arkham model. <coughs> And like wanted to be the Arkham fighting system, and they wanted to be like Arkham, and and not ever, many of those games have done very well. No, 
Uh, it's oh, not something where you can just rip off, dude. Yeah, yeah. You you just you can't you can't just copy and paste Arkham and have it work. And so I'm very hesitant to even though so we we say sometimes like well just use the Arkham engine. You can't just use the Arkham engine unless you're making somebody like Daredevil or or Arrow or somebody yeah. who's already entrenched in that style. But for Spider-Man, you can't just use the Arkham engine. You you have to make it Spider-Man. You know. Yeah. And what I was really impressed with is, though I saw Shades of Arkham, they made it Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I was seeing Spider-Man do Spider-Man things and basically doing whatever a spider can and spinning webs any size. <laughs> yeah. So I was happy to see those. I, I think I think Greg, you're right. You can't just you can't just recreate it. What you need to do is is treat is treat the property in the same way that the designers of Arkham did to Batman. Like look at it, look at it from mechanics up. I, I think I think any for any superhero game, what you, what you need to look at is how does how does he move? What's the character about? What's the combat going to be like? And then and then come up with a control scheme that that fits. You know, uh, Batman they got it pitch perfect. Uh, Spider Man I, I think uh, I, I think he, he's got it. Well, what's he got to be? He's got to be extremely mobile. Mm-hmm. Fa- you know, fast, mm-hmm. pretty strong. And you've got to get the webs right, right? Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. paramount. The, the, the web, the swinging through the cities. Oh, yeah, you yeah. have to you have to get that right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a hard thing to get right. And in some Spider-Man games I've I've played, it was as long as somewhere in your immediate vicinity there was a structure higher than you, you could swing any right. way you wanted with impunity. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. In Spider-Man <laughs> Two. Uh, <laughs> They they actually made it so you had to web onto something, and I think that one actually had it was the the left and right triggers would control left and right webbing. Yeah, so yeah, you would have to made coordinate awesome. like, all right, so am I going to swing with the right hand here? But if I'm going to make this, if I'm going to cut this corner, I need to hit with my left hand because I'm going to turn left, so I can't be, I can't turn left while I'm swinging off a building to my right. So you had to you had to start thinking that way, and then there was the momentum button, yeah, uh, so that you knew when to swing through and then to let go in order to build up. And you could build up some speeds web swinging yeah. like that, yeah. and you could do things. I want to say there was a one point that you could actually like grab with both hands and web it at the same time and like slingshot yourself, which was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Vernon, what had you most excited? You, you, of the people that I watched the trailer with, you were. Uh... Definitely the most geeking animated. out the most. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be <laughs> delicate, but what 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 grabbed you the most uh, by by watching that that footage? Um, the sneaking up aspect and you know taking bad guys out one at a time. Um, in a in a Spider-Man way, there's like the exploding web thing that webs one guy to a wall. Mm-hmm. He picks somebody up and like. Yeah. It's like a it, it's like a spider. He like runs around them and like you know wraps them up and everything. It's yeah. it, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. the quick time events. Um, you know they they looked cool, but they're quick time events, so it's not like you're actually doing any of this. Um, mm. now the thing that I would have wanted if they were ever to make a Spider-Man game again before I'd ever heard about this uh, new one is just to take Spider-Man two, upgrade the graphics. And add a couple more things, and then we're good to go. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like they've done that here, and I do appreciate it. Yeah. I I just can't believe that it's taken this long for someone to really just take a Spider-Man game to the next level. It's so obvious. I mean, it's as, it's as obvious as the movie I was, which also took forever to get off the ground for a variety of reasons. But I mean, think when you think about it, like not only is the way the character moves and all his powers and everything so fun, but next to Batman. 
he's got the second best rogues gallery in comics. Yeah. Right. Like there's just so many opportunities for villains. It, it, it but I, I'm really happy to see it uh, too. And, and I'm glad to see that they're, you know, they're, as Greg said, they're, they're going the Arkham route, but they're giving it the Spider-Man treatment rather than it just being a straight copy. What, uh, what was your uh, biggest takeaways from that goose? You uh, looking forward to that too? What I love the best about it was just the way whenever it showed Spider-Man in motion, just the mobility of it. Like Greg said, anyone can take the Arkham style and just kind of paste another hero over it and it wouldn't work. But with Spider-Man, they seem to have got that same level of um, the tactile combat, but they've kept the mobility that we expect from Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, he's darting all over the place. He he can do the uh, you know, the shoulder button to zip up to high cover type stuff. It's I mean, it it it, look, it already I have a feel for how, how the controls are going to be, and I've not even touched it yet, and that's that's a good sign to me that it it looks like they're going to make it um, yeah. make sense to the player. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the last Spider-Man experience I had was that game you mentioned, Greg, the one that was on the PlayStation and the N64 as well on the Dreamcast. And while it was fun and campy, and, and the tone was right uh, in the Dreamcast in particular. The, the cameraman was a real problem. I don't know if it was for the other you, versions. Yes, so, yeah. yeah. Like yeah they, there were some of that. They, it's like they hired Lackey to from Mario 64, for, and just, you know, he wasn't up to it. <laughs> like, it, it, just, it really bothered me, and, and, it, and it, I, I wasn't able to really finish the game. It just bugged the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> well, uh, talking about mechanics, and, and this is something that we did sort of cover a little bit at the end of that Arkham talk. Um, just, just sort of roundtable it. I'll start with you, Greg. Is there is there a hero that you'd like to see a, a, a game in in sort of the action adventure genre or another genre? And what would you like to? And perhaps a, a hero that's got some sort of a mechanic we haven't seen before. You know, is is there is there something that hasn't been done that you would like to see them try uh, that would that would work with a modern controls? You know, twin stick sort of control scheme. Uh, well, you know, you know, actually, I, I've given this uh, some thought. Um, and I know my, my default answer is typically Arrow, mm-hmm. but Arrow would simply just be a rehashing of Arkham. I mean, even if you're basing it off the show, the tone would be similar. Yeah. But uh, I would like to see um, a Green Lantern game, and instead of making it like an action-y beat-em-up Green Lantern game, they're supposed to be the space police, these grand uh, exploring the galaxy and, and policing. Yeah. So yeah. I would almost like to see um, a No Man's Sky-like space opera where I could be the Green Lantern and fly from planet to planet and solve the problems of their planet. I mean, almost if you if you take what Mass Effect tried to be, but then <laughs> be able to actually be able to actually you know use the No Man's Sky procedural generation for that. And that's what I would want to play. I want to play it as the Green Lantern. I want to wield the ring and feel that powerful ring as I'm like going from planet to planet and basically policing my sector of the galaxy. Yeah, that sounds like the most interesting Green Lantern game I've ever heard of, to be honest. (laughs) So would you have it be that um, it would be one of the known Green Lanterns or would you be able to create your own? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, in my head, I guess I was thinking... You can either play as Hal Jordan or John Stewart. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm still going back to that era in the comic books that I think I most preferred, which is where every sector had two Green Lanterns, and so there was actually what 7,200 instead of the 3,600 because then it was Hal and uh, Hal and John were the 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 protectors of 3,814, which is where Earth is. Yeah, and then Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner were like the honor guard, and they just stayed on Oa, which is at the center of the galaxy. Hmm. Okay. 
How about you, Vernon? Is there a uh, is there a, a type type of game or a, or a character that you would like to see get get the the, the treatment? Something maybe that hasn't been done before. Um, actually, they kind of already did it with Infamous. Um, I like that game series. Um, and uh, I think that, huh. you know, I, I can't remember. I can't think of who I would necessarily attribute it to um, in terms of like who would be like the hero that I would want to see a game on based on. But Infamous is something that is along with Arkham and along with Spider-Man. Though that's one of the that's one of the games that I would like to just have an open city and just go nuts in terms of either the story or boosting my powers. Um, and uh, and going from there, I, I I'm not a fan of the karma stuff that they have where it's like good and evil. Um, but actually, if they if they tooled around with it, they could make it something really awesome. And now that I'm thinking about it, that could either play well with Flash, yeah. Or... I was thinking Black Lightning. <laughs> Ooh, Black Lightning, yeah. Um, you get me thinking Infamous and the electrical power, so I immediately went to Black Lightning. There we go. That's a good one. You know what? I'm I'm going with that. Thank you, Greg. Black Lightning. There we go. <laughs> uh, how about you, Gre- uh, Goose? Rather, uh, is there a, a character or a, a sort of gameplay play style that you'd like to see explored uh, that hasn't been done before, or perhaps one that was screwed up in the past that you'd like to see? Uh, done justice finally honestly what i'd like to see if we're talking about like the one i'd like to see the most i'd love to see a judge dread game where you took for example the shooting style of say fallout but when he's in when you when you jump into melee it jumps into like the arkham style with the detective mode and whatnot for dread mix those together i think you could have like the perfect judge dread game and as greg will tell you we've never really had a good one we, no, we haven't. And mm. maybe maybe we could actually like ride on on the motorcycle too, and have it not be a tank for ninety percent of the game. Yes, if we could do that, <laughs> that'd be helpful. I am the law. For myself, I've I've got two ideas that, that come to mind. One would be uh, Martian Manhunter. Oh, I think that yeah. would be really interesting. And and I think that if if part of the game was just John Johns and sort of his like. Uh, I don't know, Greg, is it undercover? I don't know if that's the word I'm going for, but like the not full on with the cape type John Johns. Yeah, when, when he, part he, of the game. he takes he takes a humanoid form in order to blend yeah. in. And I, I want to say he actually works as a police officer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sometimes sometimes really he actually cool. blends fairly regularly into society. I want to remember. I remember there was like a series of comics where he decided he wanted to connect with humanity. So he would be, he was a cop and he basically just sat at his desk perfectly still without speaking to anybody or blinking until somebody came to him with an assignment. And then he'd go do it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. But yeah, I just think that duality of, of him and his, uh, him in his sort of like earthly, earthly form. And then, you know, part of, other parts of the game with him, like full on being the manhunter would be, and plus it's a character that I think is interesting enough that, would be really fun and, and novel, uh, and and I'm someone who can't even remember half of his powers. I just I just know that he's you know a, not atypical sort of DC guy from space that I I think would be interesting to sort of blend that uh, and, and make it sort of story driven. And also I I think that uh, in light of the fact that Marvel is you know increasingly going fairly mature, particularly with the Netflix stuff, I think they could do. Uh, Ghost Rider Justice. 
like ha- have it be a fair like I- I'm talking not not a not for kids Ghost Rider where you get the motorcycle down, you get the the combat down, and, and like set set the tone sort of at that Marvel Netflix sort of level tone. I think I think you could do something pretty interesting with Ghost Rider too, and yeah, and, and as as Goose has pointed out, it couldn't be any worse than Spirit of Vengeance. No, <laughs> Absolutely what? not. Yeah, I, I just you, Ghost Rider can go so wrong. I've seen it happen. It could, yeah. I just <laughs> I just think that I think the character, if you if you treated it right and had you know the combat be uh um you know ple- pleasing and satisfying and 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 put in the motorcycle in an interesting way too, I, I think you could uh, I think you could do something with it. And and yeah, yeah it, it deserves to be done right because we we know it's been screwed up before. Mm. Um. And yeah, I, th- I think if you were going to do a game that's more mature, that's a pretty good one to do it with because you know Ghost Rider has that pot- potential that some of the others don't. Um, might just finish off with uh, you know your f- your personal favorite. What would what would sort of be your like number one all time superhero title to, uh, for you, Greg? Uh, I I guess if I best superhero title or my favorite, I can't say your it's favorite, the best, but yeah. it is my favorite. It would be Arkham Asylum because. Mm-hmm. Before Arkham Asylum came out, I had I had drudged through some pretty terrible <laughs> Batman games. Yeah. And and Arkham Asylum was everything that I had convinced myself that Dark Tomorrow was gonna be. Mm-hmm. But man, Dark Tomorrow was such a bad game, and I was so, so disappointed. And I was so hesitant when everyone kept saying there's a new Batman game coming. It actually looks pretty good. I'm like, yeah, heard that before. But <laughs> I I mean, I got Dark Tomorrow, and then I, I thought, well, maybe the Batman Begins tie-in game would be good, but I knew it wouldn't, yeah. and it wasn't. But you, <laughs> you you start to convince yourself, like maybe one of these games is going to be good eventually. <laughs> and and I was so I was so hesitant, and I was so trying not to get my hopes up for Arkham Asylum. And then I played the demo, and uh, at first I just played a combat demo, and I'm like, wow, this this actually works really well. Like mm. th- this could this could actually function as a game. Like this is, this is some pretty free flowing combat. And then I played the, the vertical slice demo that, that came out, um, and the Xbox store, the, I think it was like PSN store. I yeah. think I got it. I got it on PlayStation at the time, uh, back when they used to do that. Yeah. And, that. and that was, that was what really kind of convinced me like, Oh, I think this might actually be a good game. And then I bought the game and I sat and started playing it and I did not leave my couch until I was finished with it. Hmm. Well, so well, that right there, I, I I have to say it was Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Vernon? Um, Batman Arkham Asylum is a close second to me. I think, you know what? I think it would be a, a tie between Batman Arkham Asylum and Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2. Um, yeah. Just because they both got the characters and the action right for those respective characters. And right. I felt like I was either Spider-Man in the Spider-Man game or Batman in the Batman game. And so it's, it's, it's kind of difficult um, to choose between the two. So those yeah. will be my favorite experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. The, it's a pretty easy formula when you get right down to it. The superhero games that, f- that feel like you're actually playing the superhero are the ones that seem to be the best, you know, the ones that feel like they've just been shoehorned and to ex- an existing, uh, control scheme that never quite do it uh, iron man three <laughs> yeah. uh how about it's you it's not Goose? like iron man one and two were gems either no, let's be, no. be honest <laughs> oh oh i know but <laughs> that was terrible what would be your personal fave goose 
Well, I hate to jump on the bandwagon, but I got to go with Arkham Asylum mm. because it was like Greg said, after so many bad Batman games, and you've been suckered in so many times. Batman Begins, I think, was the last one that got me because I was like, this could be good. I was trying to convince myself it could be. I popped it in. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but then when this came, what's funny is that I actually let it, it had come out for a while before I jumped in on it because I was like, yeah, yeah, everybody says it's good. I've been fooled too many times. <laughs> but then finally I actually saw it. It was on, uh, on sale. And I picked it up, and I realized, wow, I am an idiot. I should have had this months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had the same experience where I played it about a year and a half after it came out, and I got it on sale, and I was like, yeah, I should have I should have listened to the hype. This is amazing. Um, well, for me, I, I got to go a bit further back. I, I still I still love X-Men Children of the Atom. That's that's one of my favorite fighting games, much less superhero games of all time. It just it manages to get all of the characters that are in it, including Magneto and, and Juggernaut, just perfect. Like, they feel and control... Exactly like you would would expect. Even the Sentinel, which you wouldn't think what you'd be able to pull off in a fighting game, just just feels perfect. And the animation is perfect. And I don't know if you guys know this, but all the voices in that are actually the voices from the uh, aforementioned 1992 X Men cartoon as well. They don't say much other than just you know like Pam, Bow, that sort of stuff. But <laughs> it 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 lends uh, some credibility to to a game that uh, just felt great. So. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I, uh, I I did want to get around to this again with my uh, superhero team, uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I assembled the right group for this one, uh, I think. Um, as I mentioned up the top, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, or uh, check out our YouTube channel where our video content uh, resides at in Channel Enthusiax, or Let's Plays and other content there. Uh, you can, uh, on the forums... Uh, on the forums uh, up on the right-hand corner of, of uh, the site Enthusiasts, you can join in the discussions there. Uh, if you want uh, to to write to uh, this podcast with any questions or feedback or suggestions for show ideas, you can write to pointstreak at enthusiasts.com. Uh, thank you to my guests, uh, Greg, uh, Vernon, and Goose. Thank you for listening, and please join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>